This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details with your first look at this week's college football lines this is college lines revealed on vsin the sports betting network here's jonathan von tobel what's up folks my favorite time of the week we unveil the college football lines for the impending week of action here on visa the sports betting network circa is going to post their numbers momentarily we have lines from all over the place though for some of these big matchups as well that were posted earlier in the week so we can get to those instead of some of the storylines today we will talk with adam burke of course, Visa host, college football betting analyst, and talk to him about what he's looking for in these numbers as they get posted throughout the hour. And Matt Grill is going to be with us, training manager over at DraftKings. I mentioned DraftKings, one of the shops that posted these earlier in the week for some of the big matchups and one of the shops that is going to be pretty quick to market here with a mass majority of these matchups as we get started. So with that, let's take a look at some of the big games that we're going to see this week as conference play, of course, has started. We have got a lot of few, quite a few teams that have started some conference games, but Really, the glut of action this week is going to be some conference matchups. I wanted to take you to the ACC to start things off because the Clemson Tigers have kind of been tested and they have played a conference game. We saw them against Georgia Tech kind of really look okay with DJ Uyangalale in that matchup with the Yellow Jackets that they ultimately covered. Well, DJ and the Tigers, this week they're going to take on Wake Forest. Opening line earlier in the week was a seven-point spread in favor of Clemson. Over at DraftKings, you see them now up to an eight-point favorite in this matchup against the Demon Deacons. And this is really going to be uh, the the best test that the Clemson Tigers have faced up to this point. Because through three games, we can talk a little bit about how Georgia Tech tested them in the first week, but it wasn't the best barometer. They ended up winning that one 41-10. I know that a lot of people at Visa, I'm joking, are high on Furman, uh, but that's not really a test either. Neither is Louisiana Tech. So a better conference opponent and really a test for this defense, which has not faced high quality quarterback play, but they will hear against Wake Forest. And it's a test 
for this offense because Wake Forest, a little bit of tooth and nail over the weekend where they took on Liberty, ended up winning 37-36, but as an 18.5 point favorite, barely skating by against Liberty, it'll be interesting to see what Wake Forest brings to the table against a dominant front seven that Clemson has defensively. So again, opener during the early part of the week, we saw seven on a look-ahead line right now posted at Clemson minus eight in this matchup against Wake Forest. Let's go to another ranked matchup because that's number five, at least uh, of the previous poll, to number 19. Let's go to Florida taking on Tennessee. And you talk about barely skating by opponents that you probably shouldn't skate by. Well, that would be Florida at home over the weekend getting by South Florida. 31-28, the final score there. Anthony Richardson looking much more pedestrian over the last couple of weeks than after that really big win over Utah where he was Vince Young and uh, somebody else combined uh, some other – yeah, there we go, Cam Newton. Thank you very much. It was Vince Young and Cam Newton combined. Uh, but ultimately now, Anthony Richardson, a quarterback as we expected, a young quarterback with some flaws. Over the weekend that we saw 10 of 18, 112 yards, threw two interceptions, just under six and a half yards per attempt. Was still pretty athletic but not as effective on the ground. So Florida – Taking on Tennessee, this matchup is absolutely fascinating. Tennessee opens up a seven-point favorite, now up to seven and a half. Over the weekend, we saw the Volunteers as a 45-and-a-half-point favorite take care of business against Akron, but this is really a test for a Tennessee offensive line that I came into this season with some questions about. How would you handle some really good front lines? And Florida still has that. And for the Gators, now a conference opponent that is rated better than you. You did it against Utah at the beginning of the season. But now can you do it with some film that is out there on your offense, on Anthony Richardson, and against a conference opponent that's pretty quality from a defensive standpoint, at least when it comes to negative plays. Tennessee, very good at tackles for losses, can get after the quarterback, maybe a little average overall when it comes to actual defense. But I think there is some explosiveness when it comes to the ability for the volunteers defensively, which could play into a pretty big role here against Florida. So again, Look ahead with seven. We're looking at seven and a half over at DraftKings for this matchup between these two. And another one in the SEC, Texas A&M, they get things done against Miami over the weekend. Not really uh, the sexiest matchup, a 17-9 game there. Uh, we'll talk, I think, about Mario Cristobal at some point, uh, the master of field goals who decides, uh, hey, you know what, I'd rather take a two-score lead and make it a two-score lead. Anyway, as we look at what Texas A&M can do defensively, I think we believe in that team. It's still whether or not, even with the quarterback change, you can actually consistently score. Texas A&M, look-ahead spot, minus one, now a two-and-a-half-point favorite against an Arkansas team that really scuffled around Missouri State over the weekend. Uh, but this has been the question for Texas A&M. Can your offense get any better? Max Johnson was only 10 to 20, 140 yards, threw a touchdown, didn't turn the ball over, but there is no explosiveness for this Texas A&M team. But this is a front seven that can match up with a massive offensive line that Arkansas has. Arkansas generally in most of its matchups, especially in non-conference play, had a massive edge with its offensive line, literally and figuratively, against any front seven that they were facing. It's not going to be the case here for Texas A&M. So can you get that done here against the Aggies defense, which really did a great job against Miami and Tyler Van Dyke, held Van Dyke to 5.3 yards per attempt, 217 yards. And on the ground, uh, while there was a 4.9 yards per carry average, and Henry Paris did a pretty good job. For the most part, this front seven uh, had a really good game against the Miami Hurricanes. So a ranked matchup there in the SEC between Arkansas and Texas A&M. And the last one to look at here is the Circa numbers are starting to flash. So we'll get you an update on what's, what's these, uh, what these numbers are first to market over at Circa and other spots too. Wisconsin on the road against Ohio State. 
Look ahead line here. Ohio State is a 17-point favorite in that matchup, currently on the board right now. And that was, again, the look ahead earlier in the week. Ohio State 17-and-a-half against the Wisconsin Badgers. Of course, Wisconsin, not a really big test against New Mexico State. 66-7, to the final score there. So they cover as a 37-and-a-half-point favorite. And Ohio State taking on Toledo as a 77-21 final score there. They were a 30-and-a-half-point favorite. So no real test for either of these two teams. But I think the real question here is going to be for Ohio State. You know, we saw just a little bit, right? Their front seven looks a little bit better, and it looks a little bit more exotic with twists and stunts and bringing pressure. Uh, but at the same time, against an offensive line, an offense that's going to try to get a little bit more physical and try to drive this ball down your throat, how are you going to respond in a conference matchup like this against a Wisconsin team that I think does have that still strength when it comes to their running game? We'll see if that's going to be the case. But 17 and a half is what we're looking at here in this one. So let's look around the board really quickly as we're starting to get some openers up here at Circa and let's compare and contrast with the numbers that are up at DraftKings because there are some differences. For example, we're talking about Ohio State, Wisconsin right now. Well, that opens up at 16 here at Circa where we're sitting right now as opposed to the 17 and a half that's up on the board over at Circa. So a pretty good discrepancy there. Total opens up in this matchup at 51 and a half. Uh, the Wake Forest matchup that we talked about with Clemson. Clemson initially opens as a seven and a half point favorite for slash on the board, as we saw. But here at Circa, six is the opening number for Wake Forest and Clemson. That is a total of 55 and a half. So I, I can't stress this enough as we talk about these every single Sunday. And if you're listening podcast form, whatever it is, when you're actually sitting down and I know NFL football is going on. But if you're sitting down and a lot of these professional bettors, as they do, and we talk to them and you have your screens up and multiple accounts, you can find these different spots. There's a seven and a half and a six for Clemson and Wake Forest. It's pretty good. It's pretty good differential, right? For you to attack either laying six or taking seven and a half and setting yourself up uh, in that range. So just look around and it always, always benefits you. We always talk about shop for the number, but having multiple accounts always helps in a lot of these matchups. Let's go to Tennessee and Florida really quickly and any discrepancies there between these two as we talked about. And there is quite a discrepancy. Seven and a half was the line that we saw over at DraftKings for Tennessee and Florida. Right now, Circa, 10 in favor of the Volunteers with a total of 63. Can't stress it enough. It is Wild Wild West-esque when it comes to these numbers that get first up when it comes uh, on Sunday for the look-ahead numbers and the numbers that open up for college football. You can find some really big discrepancies in a lot of these matchups. So we talked about some of the ranked matchups between teams. Uh, let's talk about some of these others that involve some ranked teams that have some importance to them. For example, uh, Michigan State goes on the road and gets housed by Washington. Michael Penix Jr. and the Huskies look pretty darn good early on. Might be the third-best team in the Pac-12. But this is about the Spartans, who are going to take on Minnesota. The DraftKings number earlier today, Michigan State minus three. Circa opens up Michigan State as a one-point favorite with a total of 52. They take on Minnesota. we got to tell you, man, Minnesota, as you look at this year, right, offensive coordinator returning, Tanner Morgan looking a little bit better, the offense looking a little bit more explosive, took it to Colorado on Saturday. 49-7 was the final score there. They were a 28.5-point favorite, and this is going to be pretty intriguing. Washington opened up a pretty big lead over Michigan State. Spartans made it a little bit more interesting, but for the most part, Washington won comfortably, but I always stress, and this is one thing that I've learned a lot more in college football, and a lot of handicappers do, the spots really do matter, right? Michigan State going on the road against the Washington team, it's a relatively tough spot to take on if you're Michigan State. Uh, look at what happened with Oregon and BYU, right? BYU looking really good at home at night against Baylor the week before. They win that game, but then they go on the road in a day game over at Oregon, and what happens? They end up losing that game relatively comfortably to the Ducks. So, Maybe a bounce-back spot for Michigan State when they're back at home here, but a fascinating one nonetheless is Minnesota, I think, has looked much improved this early part of the year 
with their offensive coordinator returning. Let's go to another matchup. Big 12, this is pretty intriguing. So everybody talked about the letdown spot for Texas, right? Texas was going to have a little bit of trouble over the weekend because they almost had that one against Alabama. Now they get UTSA. Are they going to focus here? Well, it was a pretty slow start for them, but they ultimately pull away. 41-20, the final score. Texas ultimately covers as about a 13.5, 12.5-point favorite, depending on where you shopped. Game went over the total. And they get Texas Tech, previously undefeated Texas Tech, who took on NC State, lost, and did not look very good in the process, 27-14. So they don't cover there. This is the start of conference play, of course, uh, for Texas, taking on the Red Raiders. And the opener here, at least as we're looking at the board at this point, I've got it circa, open of five with a total of 67.5. And And the reason why I wanted to bring this game up, these totals move like crazy. It is now down to 60.5. So a seven-point move to the under after the open of 67.5 on this total between Texas and Texas Tech. Again, these numbers courtesy of Circa. And last but not least, and we'll get more on these, Adam Burke's going to join us uh, momentarily. Uh, Notre Dame, who scuffles around with Cal over the weekend, not the greatest performance, but ultimately they win, don't cover, 24-17. to This opens up as a pick between them and North Carolina, and we've got some differences here, but Notre Dame right now is a one-point favorite on the road against North Carolina. DraftKings, the look-ahead was pick. They actually got to North Carolina minus one, so not a really big swing when you go to one-to-one, but We'll see who goes off as a favorite here ultimately as Notre Dame right now is a very slight road favorite against the Tar Heels in that game. All right, when we come back, let's talk to Adam Burke, VEASAN host, college football betting analyst, get his thoughts on some of these openers too, as we have seen and what he's thinking about as we move forward. And maybe we'll go over some of the big injury news too. It's from for some of the mid-tier conferences, but still uh, a contender like Fresno State who loses their quarterback to an ankle injury. That matters in the grand scheme of things. We'll talk to Adam about a lot when we come back here on College Football Lions Reveal. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right foot, folks, and subscribe to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do. What does it include? Well, thank you, anonymous voice from nowhere. That includes our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Also, season prep, weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every week or every game all season long. Sign up for our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl. I stress that includes other sports. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the Sports Betting Network family. Always add that at the end. Sounds a little bit more welcoming. Speaking of family, part of the VEASAN family, Adam Burke, nice enough to give us some time today. After Adam, I will call it, I'm just going to say it, I think it was kind of a boring day of college football. Yeah, I think so, too. It also wasn't a great day for me with picks that I made, but it was a pretty boring day of college football. I mean, you had the excitement in Appalachian State, you know, hosting game day and getting the walk-off Hail Mary. But other than that, not really a whole lot to write home about, and and some teams just had very uninspiring performances. Uh, I thought you were going to say the excitement of the game that I was stocking the sidelines of, which was UNLV North Texas. The, the Rebels, they're 2-1. and one. Uh, Exciting, exciting affair. All right, let's talk about uh, games that actually people care about. Although you can make money on all of these, Adam, uh, let's start with the bigger ones in terms of like ranked opponents and what we're going to see from them. First off, I wanted to go to Clemson-Wake Forest. Your thoughts on this matchup overall, because Clemson really has yet to be tested. We saw kind of a test, but it was mainly because they're often stunk against Georgia Tech. And in subsequent games, um, not really so much opponents that you want to write home about, to use your term. And you get Wake Forest, who's coming off of a close one against Liberty. This opens up 7.5-7 seven seven with a total of 56.5. Clemson favorite on the road. What do you make of that number? 
Well, I guess I'll say this first off. The biggest move up in my power ratings is UNLV this week. So you know, ah, you're on the there we go. So I wanted to just mention that real quick here off the top. As far as Clemson and Wake Forest goes, I mean, look, it's kind of the same story that we've always seen for Wake Forest. Their offense is good, especially with Sam Hartman back. Their defense is not particularly good. I mean, Liberty with their backup quarterback scoring 36 points yesterday. Uh, Wake Forest had to stop a potential game-winning two-point conversion attempt. But for Clemson, you know, offensively, you really don't know what you're going to get from DJ Uyunglele on a week-to-week basis. And it doesn't seem like they want to give the reins of the offense to Cade Klubnik. So for me, it would be a lean of Wake Forest plus seven. And I'll be really curious to see where that line goes because obviously everybody made a big adjustment to Hartman returning mm-hmm. for the Demon Deacons. And for Clemson, we know the defense is good, but can they be in a shootout if they have to be? So let's go to another one. And I'm actually, I'm really fascinated by this. So Arkansas, Texas A&M, Maserka opener here. It looks like they opened one with a total of 48. There's two and a half out there in favor of Texas A&M. So even the quarterback change, like I mentioned this right before we had John, the quarterback change didn't really do anything for Texas A&M. Maybe they were a little bit more baseline in terms of their play. No real turnover-worthy plays there for Texas A&M offensively, so that's kind of a positive. But their offense still stunk. Looked like it was still stuck in neutral. But the interesting part here, Adam, is I think that matchup of Arkansas's offensive line, which in a lot of non-conference matchups is going to have a really big edge, it's not so much the case here against Texas A&M, and they scuffle around with Missouri State right before this matchup here, maybe looking ahead. What do you think of Arkansas and Texas A&M? Number again, either minus one or minus two and a half, depending on where you shop in these early minutes. So in my power ratings, I have this game of virtual pick I think I have Arkansas minus half a point here. This is a neutral site game in Arlington, so keep that in mind as you're handicapping this one. I sort of feel like maybe Arkansas got punished a little bit for what happened yesterday against Missouri State, whereas for Texas A&M, Look, Miami settled for three short field goals. Uh, you know, they had two of them in the red zone. And then, of course, very strange clock management in the fourth quarter of that game. Texas A&M could very easily have lost that game after having under 200 yards of total offense against Appalachian State the week before. I honestly lean with Arkansas here in this game. I just think Arkansas is the stronger team in the trenches. They've got the better quarterback in K.J. Jefferson. Like I said, my line's pick, so I'm going to kind of wait and watch this one and see where it goes. If I can get Arkansas plus three, that, that's a play that I think I'll be making. All right, let's go to the uh, another SEC matchup. This one's pretty fascinating, too, because the early discrepancy was pretty big in the market, and it's uh, on my screen, it's still there. Tennessee at Circa right now, Adam, is a 10-point favorite with a total of 61, and at other spots like DraftKings, a 7.5-point favorite over Florida. Uh, which number is more accurate here, and what do you make of Anthony Richardson coming off of a two-interception performance? I think the 10 is the more accurate number here. I have this Tennessee minus 11. So I think 10 is definitely the better number here. I was a little bit surprised actually going through my power ratings this morning, making updates, seeing that I had this a double digit line, but Tennessee has been priced at the top of the market early on this season. They've basically been power rated like a top five team throughout the course of the year. So far, this is obviously a step up in, in competition and class taking on a Florida team that you know, look, I think Anthony Richardson has the potential to be good. But if he's turning the football over, Tennessee will make him pay for it. So no play for me based on the – well, I mean, if I had access to DraftKings, I would take right. Tennessee minus seven and a half. But I think that this line probably ends up closing pretty much around that 10 and a half, 11 mark, where I, I don't think there's a whole lot of confidence in Florida – who, again, very easily could have lost that game to Utah if that two-point conversion attempt goes differently. So you mentioned your power ratings and the updates here. I'll ask you this. Now that we are approaching and we're into week four, uh, is this 
I guess kind of, I'll ask it that way. Is this where you start to make most of your adjustments? Like how staunch are you in the first few weeks kind of not budging on your priors and not wanting to overreact too much? But now that we got like two, three games for some of these teams, do you start to maybe adjust a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I think at this point in time, you know, you kind of have to start looking at these teams and sort of saying, well, I think that this is what we're going to get as we go forward here. And look, I mean, the biggest adjustment I made was Fresno State. I moved them down eight points because Jake Hayner got hurt last night against USC. So that was a really bad situation for them. They also lost their top safety, uh, Williams, in that game as well. But now is is the time of the year where you do have to start, you know, kind of pushing your priors to the side a little bit. A team like Washington, for example, I had moved up Washington four points, but I still had them a dog against Michigan State in that game yesterday. I moved Washington up five points this week. So I've already made a move of nine points on Washington based on where I had them to start the season. And they just look like a different team. They look like a much better team than I anticipated. And I have to really start respecting that. Two data points against two very different teams is one thing. But when you start playing against teams like Michigan State and you look really dominant in the process, I have to start trusting that. So this is the time of year where I will start making some of the bigger moves that I've been a little bit reluctant to make. All right, so you hit on two teams that I wanted to touch on with you. First off, lucky is probably not the right term, but the right term escapes me so you can tell me. I have taken my shot at USC in two consecutive weeks. We get multiple red zone turnovers yet again for Stanford the other week. They end up losing by 13. They don't cover that number. And then yesterday, it's 21-10. Fresno State gets into USC territory, and you mentioned Hayner goes down with an injury. They go off and they blow out Fresno State. Some of the EPA numbers going into last weekend, or this coming Saturday, this one that just passed, had USC 112th against the run defensively. I feel like I'm on the right track, Adam. This defense isn't that great. They shouldn't be covering some of that numbers, but the turnover luck, the injury luck, that has kind of worked in their favor. Am I wrong? Am I barking up the wrong tree here with the Trojans? No, I think they're just a really hard team to gauge right now because yeah. the offense is obviously good. It I mean, is. Caleb Williams' offense is humming right along, but as you said, they've had a lot of very fortunate turnover luck. And also, I don't think Stanford's very good, and I really don't think Rice is good. That was one of the most shocking results this past weekend, Rice beating Louisiana outright. Mm -hmm. But then seeing them perform well against Fresno State, and who knows, if Jake Hayner stays in that game, maybe it's a little bit closer, maybe it ends up going over or something like that. But I think it's hard to trust USC at this point in time. But again, they're, much like Tennessee, being power rated at the top of the market. So from a power rating standpoint, I have to respect that. It's just a matter of then going into my handicap later on in the week and saying, do I expect this turnover luck to continue? And I don't know if it's going to, but if it does, I mean, they can capitalize on a lot of takeaways with that offense that they have. They are a six and a half point favor, total 67 and a half at Circa. And like this is when you're talking about monitoring some of these differences here, I think some spots open to the look-ahead line here uh, for USC as 12-and-a-half. But Oregon State, what have you made of Oregon State? Because they have looked really good in this early part of the season. They've looked really good, and I think that there's a lot of belief in Jonathan Smith there. You know, they they make some pretty aggressive decisions in that game against Fresno State. They blew out a really good FCS team in Montana. Well, pretty good FCS team in Montana State yeah. that last year was very much in the FCS playoff. Maybe they lost a lot from the previous year. But, I mean, they hung 68 on that team yesterday. This Oregon State offense is very good. This program is going in the right direction. We'll see what they do, though, stacking up against USC. And obviously, people are going to sort of use that transitive property of college football of you know, Oregon State only beat Fresno State by three. USC beats Fresno State pretty handily. I think that line probably goes up. So if you like the Beavers, I'd kind of hold off and wait a little bit. All right, so we joked in this last 60 seconds, but I think this is very much worth noting. There are teams 
that the market clearly has some respect for that odds makers really don't. And we see the market consistently play them on a week-to-week basis. That team is actually the one I opened up joking about, UNLV. You mentioned that you bumped them up the most this week. We see it again here today. Utah State opens as a one-point favorite here at Circa. Rebels are a three-point favorite on the road now, Adam. Yeah, imagine talking about UNLV as a road favorite. Right. I mean, that feels like we haven't done in a very, very long time. But Utah State is a team that has looked awful. I mean, they look nothing like the team that we saw last season. And UNLVs look good. You know, we, we saw them get a bump after the game against Idaho State where they had a really good first half. They've kind of rode that wave, rode that momentum. And, I mean, I can't argue with the move, to be completely honest with you. There will come a point, though, where we can fake UNLV. Yeah. I think we're getting close. Not sure about here, but it seems we're getting close. Adam, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Adam Burke, Skating Tripods on Twitter, and a regular voice here on the College Football Betting Podcast. When we come back, we'll take a look at the entire board and some of the moves that have happened in the first 30 minutes here on College Football Lines Revealed. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vcin.com slash horses to register. I know we're a college football show, but uh, can I just say, we do these on Sundays. Carson Wentz time, baby. It's happening, and it's happening for real. And I absolutely love it. Before we get to the big moves of the day, And actually kind of ties into some of the big moves of the day. Let's go to our pro tip. Because I cannot stress this enough, and I think we've brought this up every single Sunday since we have come on the air here. But if you're you're really wanting to get into some of these college football lines, right? On Sundays, have multiple accounts open. And especially if you're in jurisdictions that have multiple ones, like a Colorado, for example. But shop around when these lines open. There are significant differences between these sports books that you can set yourself up really nicely. We talked about the discrepancy like seven and a half and 10 in the Tennessee line against Florida. Those are just one of the few differences. And specifically, too, when one, some of these spots start to open up totals, you can find some really good wiggle room when it comes to some of these totals. So always shop around, whether you're trying to set yourself up middles or whether you're just trying to get the best number available. If you want, it, you want the best number, you should get it on these Sundays if you're shopping around and paying attention and having multiple accounts open at the same time. So just keep that in mind, especially if you're in some of those jurisdictions. Again, I'll say, like a Colorado that has all these shops up and open and ready, on these Sundays, very much worth it to have those accounts open and ready to go. With that, by the way, VEASAN.com, go to the betting resources tab, pull that down, VEASAN Pro Tips, you get one every hour. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Good stuff. Let's go to some of the biggest line moves. Um so that we've seen here in the first 30 minutes or so. And actually, one of the blind moves that we mentioned is up there when we talked to Adam Burke. But first off, Maryland and Michigan. Pretty fascinating matchup here. Michigan power-rated to the gills because, look, you get a really easy non-conference slate up to this point. We've talked about this ad nauseum when it came to Michigan. You had, in no particular order, and I think it's the order, about Hawaii, Colorado State, and UConn. There we go. Let's escape me for a second. You get to beat up on those teams, drop 50-plus regularly, but now you get a conference opponent. This one opened up Michigan as a 20-point favorite, down to 16. The Terps, too, by the way, to give them some credit, uh, they are coming off of a very solid performance in their own right. So we'll see if they can continue to keep this going, but they got a 34-27 win over SMU this past Saturday as a three-point favorite. So Maryland coming in with some pretty good vibes. And you'll like this Maryland team, I think, from a skill position standpoint. There's a lot of speed on that offense. Uh, I do really like them on paper. We'll see if they can match up with this Michigan 
Michigan team that has not been tested yet through the first three games of this conference slate. Again, worth mentioning for those who weren't with us, uh, UNLV against Utah State, a Utah State team which is defending its Mountain West title, by the way, but gets blasted by Weber State on its home field. Uh, really bad vibes around the program as well. Uh, they open, Utah State does, as a one-point favorite. They are now a three-point underdog on their home field against UNLV. The Rebels coming off of a very good win against North Texas. The final score doesn't really indicate a lot of what happened in that game, but I will say this, and this is somewhat interesting to note about the Rays and the power rating here for UNLV. Gave up over 400 yards of offense in that game against North Texas. However, turned away the mean green on multiple fourth and ones to kind of make some stands there. Not entirely sustainable. Like You're not going to have that success on fourth down all the time uh, when it comes to their defense. But still, the Rebels are better this year, and the betting market has kind of agreed with that. The market has moved in their favor each of their games up to this point, and it's doing it again here against Utah State. Next up, Akron and Liberty. As you mentioned, Liberty losing at the gun to Wake Forest. That opens up as a 22-point spread up to minus 26 in favor of Liberty. From there, we move on to some of our other line moves. Louisiana Tech, they get beat down by Clemson. Well, now they're taking on South Alabama. This one opened up in favor of South Alabama, 17. Now you're looking at 13.5 in that matchup there between these two. Uh, Let's just double-check here really quickly on something. Okay, got it. Just want to make sure. Let's go to Houston and Rice. Uh, as I mentioned, actually, Adam Burke mentioned this Rice program, one that doesn't really look to be a good one, but coming off of a solid performance. Houston opens up as a 20-point favorite in that game. We are down to 17. Slight move on the total as well, worth mentioning. 55 and a half at the open up, 257. And then Vanderbilt. How about this, huh? The Vanderbilt Commodores. Give them some credit. As we kind of discussed a little bit uh, um, when we were talking about preseason stuff, right? Vandy was a pretty interesting team in that if you looked at the start of their season, they were going to be a squad that maybe, just maybe, had a shot at going over their win total if they took care of business against some of their opponents. And look at Vandy going 3-1 and one in the first four games and now entering as a massive underdog against Alabama. Opened up 43 and now down to 40 in the line move there between the Crimson Tide and the Commodores. We move on. Next page up in terms of some of the line moves that we have seen up to this point. Uh, first off, let's go to Lafayette and ULM. As uh, Louisiana, we're seeing right now on the screen, uh, I've got them at, uh, yeah, 13 at the open, now down to minus 10. So that's going to be something worth monitoring. You see the market has some really good belief in that spot. Baylor, Iowa State, haven't really seen a big move here. Moves like one through one aren't really worth a lot, uh, but we saw an open of Baylor minus one. Now other spots minus one. I thought it, actually, I think some spots opened minus two in favor of Baylor. I think Circa was minus two. I think DraftKings was the spot that opened minus one. Uh, but regardless, minus two to now a flip of favorites, and Iowa State is a one-point favorite there. Again, not a massive move, but a move worth noting as uh, we have not seen uh, much consistency, I would say, from the Baylor offense. So we'll see if this is going to be a pretty good matchup as these Big 12 teams are kind of really all lumped up together uh, when it comes to the parity in that conference. We move next to Cincinnati and Indiana. Uh, this has been a little bit of a move. We saw this open up at 11. We're now up to the full 14 in favor of the Bearcats. They are playing at home against the Indiana Hoosiers. So a line move and market belief in the Bearcats in that spot against Indiana. Now let's go to some of the totals that we have seen move up to this point. Relatively easy. Just look at the arrows, and you'll see what number or in what direction these things move. But Texas and Texas Tech, this is a dramatic, dramatic move. This opened 67.5. We are down 7.5 points, currently sitting at 60 over at Circa. Wisconsin and Ohio State, interesting move here. 51.5 at the open, up to 57. Now, I'm not a great totals better, uh, but I would assume that a move to the over is a little bit more, I'd say, in favor of Ohio State, a higher scoring contest. I don't think, <coughs> excuse me. 
I don't think the Buckeyes uh, want a low-scoring, slug-it-out type of affair, especially as a 17-point favorite in that matchup against Wisconsin. How about, I believe that's Oregon and Wazoo. Uh, that's where the logo saves, so we'll go with that one. But Oregon and Wazoo open of 60.5 on the total. Actually, screen says 55, but it just flashed now down to 53. So we're starting to see that total drop between those two. And I'm really interested to see what Oregon brings to the table here. Again, I'm not really impressed uh, with Oregon overall. I thought the spot was a lot better for them against a somewhat beat-up BYU team. I have a lot of faith in that BYU team. But at the same time, we'll see how it goes. And now, coming off of a really big win, hitting the road and taking on Washington State. Bowling Green, Mississippi State. We've seen this total get bet up from 50.5 up to 56. That opening up here at Circa. Tulsa and Ole Miss, a drop here in this total. Somewhat surprising when you look at the programs on paper and see how good they could potentially be. Uh, but 66.5, the open there, down to 61.5. And then uh, Louisiana Tech and South Alabama again, opened up 54.5. Now we're up to 59.5, just rattling through some of the big moves from a totals perspective as these games have opened up about 35 minutes ago or so. So as we kind of look around again, the totals you can kind of tell a little bit more fluid in terms of some of the movement, uh, but these sides will move too. And uh, we have seen quite a bit of movement here. So let's start at the top of the rotation. I think is that all of our line moves here up to this point. So, all right, so let's go to the top of the rotation and kind of work our way around and see where we've been and where we've gone because there has been some moves uh, that we have not touched on yet. For example, Thursday, September 22nd, West Virginia is going to take on Virginia Tech. Uh, West Virginia opens up some spots as a one-point favorite. Circa right now is at three with a total of 52.5. So a little bit of a line move there in favor of the road team, West Virginia, who I think when you looked at West Virginia from a, uh, a offensive standpoint – Mountaineers do have some pieces to work with, but we'll see if they can continue to do that. And as a role of a road favorite, it's a little bit more of an interesting spot there for the Mountaineers. We move on. From there, we go to the next Thursday game. Uh, Georgia State, Coast Carolina, just worth mentioning really quickly. Two-point open in favor of CC. Now two, but with a total of 62.5. And And then Virginia and Syracuse. This is the one that is uh, worth focusing on a little bit because Syracuse – an impressive start to a season for a Syracuse team that not many people thought much of coming into the year. But right now, Syracuse coming off of that game against Purdue, uh, which was a very, very fascinating game, which we saw 42 points in the fourth quarter. Now an eight-and-a-half-point favorite on the screen, Syracuse is. Circa's got nine. This open date with a total of 51-and-a-half, and the total is up four points to 55-and-a-half. So this is, as we kind of see, right, we start to see the power ratings move here a little bit. We start to see perceptions change of teams. Well, Syracuse is now a nine-point favorite at home of Virginia, which, by the way, you can kind of tell what the market thinks of Virginia at this point. This is pretty interesting as the market has kind of gone full swing here in belief of the Syracuse Orange. Also, Nevada Air Force has moved to some of the weekday games. Friday, September 23rd, Air Force coming off of a very disappointing performance as a 16.5-point favorite, losing outright to Wyoming last week. Uh, now, last week, it was a couple of days ago. Opening up 23, now up to 25. Total hasn't budged a 49.5. Boise State taking on UTEP. Broncos open up a 16-point favorite on the road. Total, 47.5. We've come down to point here. Broncos are a 15-point favorite with a total of 47. And one of the more interesting line moves of Saturday was the knockdown in the spread for Georgia and South Carolina. Georgia ultimately takes care of business now, and now it's a small opponent, but Georgia opens up a 42-point favorite over Kent State. 
No real budge on the number. We're down to 41. The move here that's worth mentioning, the total from 55 and a half at the open to 59. And um, we'll get to the rest of these. But as we kind of run through, we'll see what these numbers are and where they've gone. But let's talk to an oddsmaker. Let's see what's gone on behind the scenes. As when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what we've seen from behind the glass. Matt Grill from DraftKings is going to join us next. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Football season underway, folks. Get these positive vibes going, huh? Get VEASAN Pro. Full access to everything we can do. It includes daily picks at a glance, 24-7 video, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and more. Sign up on our discounted football special. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options. Become part of the sports betting network. Jonathan Von Tobel here on College Football Lines Revealed as we are going through the opening slate of what is now week four in college football upon us. Let's talk a little bit about where these numbers were and where they are. Matt Grills with us, trading manager over at DraftKings. Nice enough to give us some time to get to uh, some of the nuts and bolts on where these numbers are going. Matt, appreciate it, dude. Uh, so let's just start with some of – let's start with the process first for you guys. You guys actually put up look-ahead lines before the actual openers for Sunday. Uh, so – I'll ask you this. How much does the opinion change for you guys when it comes to the results after those look-ahead lines are up? Hey, JBT. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, they definitely do. I think the, the biggest uh, case in point would be this uh, Minnesota-Michigan uh, State game, which uh, we opened up at three in the look-ahead a couple days ago. Uh, we ended up open, uh, moving that today to, I think it was Minnesota minus one. I think we might be back to pick them now. So just with uh, the results in hand, with uh, Michigan State kind of laying an egg up in Seattle had to make an adjustment there and really like what we've seen from Minnesota this far this year. So that was one of the bigger uh, differences from the look ahead versus the opener today. You guys have some regular players that, that'll probably, what, attack some of those um, look ahead lines and then come back, try to set up some middles uh, with these openers right on Sundays because there's some pretty big variance sometimes with the look aheads to the openers. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's up to us to kind of nail these look-aheads, and we think we did a pretty good job this week uh, before the results came in. So really happy with the numbers we put out the other day and made some adjustments this morning and got the numbers back up. So I think that a lot of people were surprised to see Tennessee laying seven in Florida. That's what we put up back on Wednesday. And then you see it come out today, you know, seven and above. So I think we did a good job on that one especially. So how much for you guys do discrepancies in the market matter? So, for example, and there's been a correction in the last few minutes, but – you know, Circa initially opened up Florida, Tennessee, Tennessee minus 10. You guys had Tennessee minus seven and a half. Uh, when you see some of these openers in other markets, does that alter anything for you? Or do you just sit there and go, hey, look, we have our numbers. If we take action, we'll move these. How much do other markets opening at certain numbers and the discrepancy between those openers matter for you? Yeah, it matters to a point, you know, but between seven and a half and, and, and 10 is really not too big a deal, we feel like. So, uh, you know, we're also seeing actions come in on yep. on a certain side so that's going to be factored in as well probably more so than anything else honestly on the early bets and where the, the sharp money's coming in so lots of different factors always to take into account there uh but you know we'll cut up the numbers where we have to on certain games all right so let's talk the, the market let's talk about some of these matchups uh, from a numbers perspective and where you think they might end up going uh so for example let's talk a little arkansas texas a&m uh this is a pretty fascinating game i think texas a&m on your guys look ahead was a one-point favorite currently on your screen you've got a two-point spread of favor of texas a&m uh, how much did the i will call it a win because it is a win but it's an ugly win over miami do for you for texas a&m uh, on saturday and we should also know 
Arkansas, kind of a look-ahead spot, uh, but needing a strong finish there against Missouri State. Yeah, we opened this A&M one and a half on last Wednesday, and I think that uh, there was a little bit of surprise that we had A&M a favorite. I think we had, there was a competitor out there that had Arkansas the one and a half point favorite. We kind of explained Wednesday that we were giving A&M the benefit of the doubt for another week, so glad we did. Uh, the number is close to where we opened it up a few days ago. Should be an inter- interesting game. Uh, you know, both teams didn't look great Saturday. Obviously, A&M played a much tougher opponent in Miami. Their defense has looked really good so far through a couple games, and We'll see. It's always a close game in Arlington and looking forward to that one. How about Notre Dame and North Carolina? It's not really a big deal when you're floating around like one on either side. Might toggle back and forth there. Uh, but I guess two-part question is one, where you might end, uh, you think this might end up just given the early action you've seen and, and what and how much you've downgraded Notre Dame up to this point because not only do they fail to cover, I mean, they really have to struggle with Cal in that match. It was not look great for the Fighting Irish for the first three games. Yeah, we opened this one, uh, UNC a one-point favorite the other day, came back this morning, uh, made UNC two, got that back down to uh, now, I believe, pick them. And, yeah, very interesting game. Uh, kind of a – you have Notre Dame who can't score, has played, been playing some good defense. UNC has been scoring at will. So really a class of styles here, and it's going to be very interesting to see where this line ends up and kind of what happens in this game. I think one of the most intriguing ones of the weekend. I think one of the more – intriguing teams up to this point, I think we're looking at Oklahoma, right? Because Oklahoma, we haven't really seen them get tested. And then all of a sudden, you watch them take on Nebraska, wipe the floor with them, essentially. Opening drive scripted was good for Nebraska. After that, all Oklahoma. They get Kansas State. And I know you guys got the full slate up here, but I'm curious. You know, they are now top five team in the country. A lot of people, I think, view them a little differently after what happened with Nebraska. Have you upgraded Oklahoma at all? Because right now up at DraftKings, we're talking about a 13-point spread in favor of the Sooners. Not so much this game, but your guys' general thoughts over at DraftKings on Oklahoma and what you've done with them since the beginning of the year. Yeah, I, I obviously had to see them play a real opponent last week in Nebraska. Well, that might be a stretch called Nebraska real opponent, but it was their most significant opponent so far. And obviously, they just wiped the floor with them. Had to give Oklahoma some some credit there. Uh, our look ahead, we had 11 up there. I think it was open 12. We were down to 11 this morning, back to 13 with a little bit of an adjustment. So, uh, you know, obviously, K-State's been a, has caused fits for Oklahoma the last couple of years. Didn't really want to make this two full touchdowns. So should be another interesting game. K-State kind of needs a bounce back here after uh, going down to Tulane in a definite look-ahead spot. So should be another good one on Saturday. How about a team like Washington, who's kind of emerged as like this dark horse, third-best team in the Pac-12? How much you guys upgraded them specifically after that win last night over Michigan State? I'll, I'll tell you what, we, we gave Washington some credit there. Wasn't too surprised. We've been thinking Michigan State's been kind of fraudulent here for a year and a half. But kind of finally kind of came to fruition last night in that game. Uh, so, but yeah, Washington obviously looked good. Penix had a huge game. Uh, really had to lower him in the Heisman uh, futures as well last night. So, going to see if they can keep it going against Stanford here this week. Yeah, and in the Pac-12 as well. Uh, USC, of course, up there. I think at DraftKings before the season began, uh, they kicked off as the favorite to win the Pac-12 at this point. Are uh, what do you make of USC after a big win over Fresno State? You you talk about fraudulent. Fraudulent might be a strong term for me. But when I look at USC and the things that have gone right for them up to this point, I feel like they're kind of on some thin ice defensively, uh, but they continue to deliver here, and they get a pretty plucky Oregon State team this week. Yeah, we made this one six a couple days ago. Looks, That's pretty much right where the number is. Uh, all of our early action this morning, we adjusted to six and a half this morning, and it was all USC money. Couldn't write about an Oregon State. Market seemed to come out about five and a half, five. Still been bet up to about a touchdown now, I believe, just about everywhere. 
So, again, you know, Oregon State here, I think they're definitely alive. They they just put up 68 there day. Granted, it was against Montana State, but they've looked good through a couple games and should be points of plenty this week. And, again, uh, we're probably almost definitely going to need uh, Oregon State. We're going to be rooting the men this week for sure. So the other team that I think is very much worth monitoring as we kind of move forward uh, is everybody's darling now, Appalachian State, who gets a, the dramatic finish on Saturday, now takes on James Madison. So I guess look, we don't really have to focus on them. Nine-point favorite, total of 55 and a half. Uh, but with teams like that, where they consistently find themselves in highlight reels and uh, public situations, do you start to see a little bit uptick in action on a team like an Appalachian State? And maybe their rating gets baked just a little bit higher because they're probably a popular team at the window, given that everybody kind of recognizes recognizes them at this point. Yeah, they've got to be up there in terms of one of the most popular kind of, you know, public teams as far as a group of five teams go. And going back to, you know, the upset uh, at the big house 15 years ago, they've always stuck in people's minds. So they do, they take some money every week. And uh, I mean, this is a tough game though against Madison. Madison has looked pretty good so far through a couple games, really hasn't played anyone yet. Uh, Appalachian State, really tough spot here. Third straight opponent with uh, kind of a big game for them. They're coming off a of Hail Mary and the upset at College Station. So watch out for Madison here. They could be definitely live this weekend. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, we haven't touched on a very good top 20 matchup. Clemson on the road against Wake Forest. Uh, your guys look ahead over there at DraftKings was seven uh, in the market right now. Pretty much that number here. Where do you expect this number to end up as uh, DJ Uyangale and the Tigers really haven't been tested, even in an ugly game against the Golden or excuse me, Golden State, uh, the Yellow Jackets, uh, Georgia Tech? Uh, you haven't really seen much from Clemson, and this is going to be a pretty big test for that defense. Yeah, we like it at seven. Or I could really see the money coming in on on both sides here. Reasons to take both sides here, Clemson and Wake here. So. Uh, this one's a really tough call. I, I, I game, definitely game I'm going to stay away from personally, but we'll see what ends up happening here in this one as well. Obviously a big indicator for what's going to happen in the ACC Atlantic. Matt Grill again, trading manager over at DraftKings. Matt, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, JBT. You got it, man. All these numbers up and posted, multiple shops now too. So as you kind of look around, you can't stress enough, really, the discrepancies in some of these numbers. And at this point of the hour, they tend to kind of even themselves out, so you're not seeing it. So our biggest example at the top of the hour, right, was uh, Tennessee and Florida. So Tennessee opened up in some spots, like DraftKings we're talking about as a 7.5-point favorite. Circa opened them up as a 10-point favorite. That's a pretty big discrepancy. Well, now you're only down to 9. So they, we're talking about 9 and 10. So those tend to correct themselves. So to kind of stress our pro tip, when we were talking about this at the top of the hour, which is open up those accounts, especially if you're in those markets that have all of these shops, it's very beneficial for you. You can find some really big discrepancies and set yourself up really nicely as you move forward with a lot of these matchups. Oh, man, we didn't get time to hit on one of the bigger games of the week. Iowa Rutgers, 35.5-point total. Can't wait to watch this between these two. Rutgers off to a good start. Six-point spread up to seven in favor of the Hawkeyes. All right, we're all done. Make sure you check out everything we have to offer up on Visa.com and the podcast as well. We'll be back next week, but stick here as Live Bet Sunday resumes because we are in the midst of an NFL weekend. We'll see you next week, guys.